All right, here we are, everyone, once again, for the first time ever. Hopefully not the last time, but we'll. S I just broke something on the chair. <laughs> Sooner than you hoped, but um, Ooh, definitely later than you expected. Holy cow! What the heck just happened? I oh my gosh! Yeah, Levi just destroyed the chair that he was sitting on. <laughs> Great way to start this episode. Oh, well, go ahead and introduce yourself, Sander. Uh, in case you don't know who I am, um, listening to this by my voice, um, Noah, David Sander, that's that's me. Okay, incriminating. And yes. as you know, everyone, I am Levi Browse. The and one and only. The one and only. So this is our, well, a continuation of Critics are the Real Artists. But we're not doing movies at all. Because sometimes movies are fun to critique, but there's some things that are even more fun to critique. Like? Like... Like megachurch pastors. <laughs> so Sander came up to me with a whole bag of spinach, as he usually does, and he said, let's make a podcast about some stuff. Right, right. And I'm always down to make a podcast about some stuff. As we're here sipping our chocolate milk, what you may not know about us, and actually that's not even true, you definitely know this about us, because the only people that are listening to this podcast are people that know mm -hmm. um, that we both share a deep love for spinach. So that's really what started everything off um, from the beginning. Um, but yeah. Started our friendship off, really. That's true. That and tr climbing trees. That, yeah. <laughs> the first time that Sander and I ever met each other, we climbed a tree that... Well, probably the next, we played basketball, and then immediately after, we climbed a tree. Yep. And then I was like, well, I'm going to be living with this guy. This is going to be all right. And here we are. <laughs> here we are. 400 years later. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's get some business. Let's get the brass tacks out of the way. First of all, we want to give a huge shout out to Mason Timmerman and Andrew Engelman for letting us use their mics. One of them without him having the knowledge of doing so. That'd be the mic that I'm using right now. Correct. Thanks, Andrew. <laughs> Not the name names. Uh, number two, we want to give a shout out to, um, what's their thing? Oh, I got a podcast with Faith and Hannah. Oh, yeah. Wait, why are we shouting out to them? Because I like to do that and then hold it over their heads that they never shout out for us. <laughs> okay, that's a good one. <laughs> They're actually fun. I hope they keep producing. Oh, Micah. Micah Bailey, get on that. Send out the episode. We've been waiting for it. We've been yeah. waiting for episode three. We don't only do shout-outs here. We do call-outs as well. So, Micah, get your crap together. We do. So, today, Sander, you're the one that came up to me, man. You were like, let's do this thing. So, we got to... I'm going to let you roll with it. What, what you got? What do I got? Um, what I got is a somewhat serious story to start out with. Okay. Okay. See, um, this is an issue. This is this is a real issue. This past summer, um, spent some time in, as you know, in Bangkok, Thailand. Mm -hmm. And uh, while we were there, <coughs> one of my, uh, or a couple of my teammates, Emma and Jenna, they, mm -hmm. um, they met uh, this girl. I won't say her name here, but uh, just. Thai girl to come to find out later that uh, she was reading the Bible, which was which was mind blowing then that the majority of um, Thai people that we meet were um, not believers or Christians, and most of them didn't know 
basically what the Bible was, but she had right. um, read some of the Bibles. So that was um, that was intriguing and exciting for us to, for us to to meet her and talk about that. And uh, over the course of conversation, um, this was a conversation that Emma in particular was having with this girl. Um, come to find out that she had been dating long distance dating this dude from California. That's okay. right. For like five years, and they'd never met face to face. They'd just been long distance the whole time. And uh, this this dude from California, his mom had given uh, her a devotional, and and so um, after this conversation had happened, uh, we were kind of debriefing this with with Emma, and she was excited about this. So um, we come to find out that this devotional um, was from. Uh, yeah, from the one and only, the one and only, the self-proclaimed billionaire. Yes, if you if you didn't know, this, Kenneth. Yes, Copeland. Kenneth the man Copeland. So, um, yeah, that was disturbing to us because this is this is a real real issue that now we have these places all over the world where the very first time that anybody hear this this girl she hears. Um, anything about the Bible, it's in this context of um, the prosperity gospel. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, Jesus died on the cross so you can have more stuff. and You can um, make your life here now better. And the reason why this is such a, such a huge issue um, and something that's really serious, we're going to have more fun with this. Oh, yeah. Uh, for sure. <laughs> Um, but just like baseline, before we get into it, talking about how serious it is, is that we're talking about the things that matter most in the world, um, and that's eternity. Like, what what is what is the most important thing that you can think of, and that's um, God Himself. And this is actually taking God as the most important message that we have, and which is how we get God. That's the gospel, and twisting it to um, give us actually idolatry and something mm-hmm. that, um, yeah, makes God angry. And, and in, the, in the end of it, um, what you get is maybe a couple smiles, maybe some money, maybe, 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 um, in most places you get a bunch of poverty. It's pretty messed up stuff, but, yes. um, it's, it's, it's something that is, is false and, um, ultimately robs people hearing a false gospel from hearing the true gospel and having ultimate infinite joy in um, a holy God. So that's serious. That's really sad. But um, yeah. To clarify, was this book, this Kenneth book that she got, was it from her long distance boyfriend in California? Is that who gave it to her or who? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Her boyfriend's mom. Had given it to her. That's right. Okay, the boyfriend's mom. Yeah. And, yeah, like you said, I mean, I never really thought about it before, but in a place like Thailand, where it's super unreached area with Christianity, and then the one thing that they get is a terrible false gospel, false teaching book of Kenneth Copeland. Right. Which is not to say that that's, you know, more prevalent um, than anything. There's... Like I said, like the true gospel is also um, going out, but this yes. is happening in masses, um, lots of places in the world. 
Yeah, correct me if I'm wrong, but Africa, the whole continent is actually pretty ridden with charismatic prosperity gospel. You can look up um, different numbers and different things on this. I, I wouldn't say that the whole continent, um, there's particular countries that um, is, is more prevalent than others. Sure. Um, particularly Nigeria and Kenya, I would say, yeah. um, are big ones where, um, yeah, you have this issue. Actually, um, uh, some, some friends of ours while we were in Thailand met, um, <coughs> met a man from Kenya that was a believer and they asked him about the prosperity gospel. He said, what do you think about um, the prosperity gospel? And he got a very serious tone voice. He said, yeah, this trash, this, the prosperity gospel is literally destroying my country. Wow. Um, uh, because, yeah, as places like Nairobi, Kenya, you have churches on every street corner. Um, and that, that's basically what, ha- what happens in a church is a, a guy finds out he can make money this way. Mm. And then goes and plants his own church and somebody else in that church finds out he can has a little bit of charisma to him and he can make money this way and goes and plants another church and then you have whole cities full of dirt poor people that now over several years have been jaded and have really negative feelings towards God and the gospel because of the exposure that they've had to what the Bible is and it's a very um, messed up thing yeah should we talk about the prosperity gospel and charismatic? I don't know. I feel like we got way more serious. Than Explain. We, <laughs> we did. <laughs> we did, but I kind of like it because that's kind of well, – we do that. We tend to do that. Yeah, if we you get didn't serious. know, we are uh, also setting the scene here. We're currently in our bedroom. Yes. And I share a bedroom. And yes, this we do. a common thing for us is to get into these discussions late at night when we are supposed to be sleeping. Yes, and usually we're laying in our beds staring at the ceiling. Yeah, it's a really nice ceiling. Um, there's six floodlights in this ceiling. It's strange for a bedroom. Floodlights. Um, <laughs> but dimmer floodlights. Yeah. We got a nice which is fun. In here. I appreciate it. <laughs> Should have got the candle in here. That's true. Did you buy that candle? No. It was seven bucks. I can get one at Aldi for five. You know, that's true. Shout out also to Aldi for just being awesome. Mm-hmm. And having great spinach. I'm going to grab another handful. Sponsor us. Little, little salad bar. Please sponsor us. We eat all Please. of your spinach. One time we I do. bought 11 bags. And we have ate all of it, which has been great. Mm. Pardon my manners, but... Yeah, should we talk about what the prosperity gospel is? I mean, I would... You know, disclaimer, we're, neither of us are experts in any sort. None of us have our masters of theology, divinity. Very much true. I'm spouting off stuff I don't know about, so please call me out if you need to. Mm-hmm. Leave a review. Leave a review. I, I definitely won't read it. I'll be out of the country, um, and I can't handle that emotional stress anyway, so <laughs> go for it. But I'll read um, it. Yeah. Appreciate it. Um, Prosperity Gospel actually started, I want to say like, not hundreds of years ago, but I think it did start like honestly in the 1800s. I mean, it's not a new thing. It's not in the last few decades. It's been around for a long time. 
Yeah, that's true. I feel like we could get some specific dates on there for you, but yeah, it's been around. Yeah, I mean, as we read in the Bible, false gospels and false teachers have been around for since the beginning of the church. Um, but prosperity gospel, as we talked about earlier, is a very specific, I guess, movement or group of people that preach and uh, I hate using the word preach with these people but teach a false gospel that promises by your either donations of money or your amount of faith that you have that you will receive something back usually promising monetary value or whatever it may be healings or something right it seems like people a lot of people in the, that we group together in this group go different routes about it like you're saying some will focus in on the the monetary. If you give this money, then we'll pray for you, and you'll be healed. The more you give, the more you can. Mm-hmm. And some um, will go a slightly different route and focus more on the the faith aspect. Well, if you if you just believe hard enough, yes. If you're not getting healed, then it's because you're not believing. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, Levi, why is that? Why is that a problem? Why is it bad? Yeah. Because it's just simply not true. It's, that is not what the gospel is for. That's not what the gospel is. I shouldn't even say for. That's not what the gospel is. Jesus didn't die. You know, the half man, half God did not die. He put himself on the cross so that your life can be better. Uh, it says in scripture that, you know, once you become a Christian, they will hate you like they hated me. That's straight from Jesus' mouth. So, if you're looking for Christianity to make your life better, unfortunately that is not true. Um, because as Christians, we're not looking for... We don't put our treasures on this earth. We put them in the kingdom that is there thereafter, the afterlife. The afterlife, yes. Uh, one, one thing I'm curious about what you said, you said half man... Half God. What 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 are you getting at with that? Or sorry, not half man, half God. The full man, the full God, the full God man. Okay, okay. Sorry, I, I just, <laughs> that was. I was kind of curious there because you're uh, alluding to something that a lot of times, um, I thought you were like some of these uh, preachers will um, have just crazy wild thoughts about who Jesus is or who God is that just mm-hmm. are not founded in the Bible. Um, at all and for thousands of years of church history have been considered heretical yes now that is exactly why i misspoke there is for that segue okay it wasn't because i'm uh, ignoramus (laughs) (laughs) purposeful podcasting segues no fully god fully man was jesus but yeah like um to put specific uh i guess verses to words we have see if I can find it here. This is why we have Sander. Yeah, you have uh, like Matthew chapter six, um, verse nine says, "Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also." Um, yeah, that's it's just it doesn't get any clearer than that. Mm. Jesus saying that it's, yeah, it's not about. This is exactly what you're saying as well. Um, that, yeah, our our purpose in this life is not to 
build up treasures for ourselves, and that's what a lot of these um, preachers make the big um, point. Yes. And I guess we should establish, too, what is the true gospel? There you go. What is it? And as our resident missionary, about to be two-time resident missionary. Two-time. Oh, okay. (laughs) Share the gospel. The gospel? Yes, the gospel. Okay. I'm trying to find, where is it in Romans? It really displays the gospel really well. Probably you're looking for Romans chapter 3. Is it 3? Read through the chapter of Romans 3. You get a pretty holistic um, explanation of what the gospel is. Yes, you're correct. We put a lot of research, our R&D, before this podcast started, so we know exactly what the flip to. Exactly. <sighs> I'll just I'll just read it. This is Romans three twenty three through twenty five. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and are justified by His grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God put forward as propitiation by His blood to be received by faith. This was to show God's righteous God's righteousness, because in His divine forbearance he had passed over former sins and go good word thanks for sharing yeah um that is i don't know if i'm I'm, what i'm gonna say is like gonna flow naturally out of who cares but i'll just go out of um just my best shot of um, what the gospel is. The gospel, plain and simply, is the good news um, that, that is, God yeah. uh, has been writing since the beginning of the world. So it starts with God, God himself. Um, from before time began, God has been, always was. Three in one. Uh, a mystery that we cannot fully understand, but God is um, completely perfect, holy, um, loving, just, um, powerful, has all power over all things. Um, and then this starts, in order to understand the gospel, the most important thing, um, and the, the most foundational thing is to understand um, who God is and that the gospel is about God. Um, yeah, God created the world out of his own fullness, not because he needed to, but because Correct. he wanted to. Um, it was the very nature of God and his joy to overflow into creation of the world. Um, and in that, he created a perfect earth with humanity um, and put in, uh, the at the very end of creation, made mankind in his image with the purpose to multiply and reflect his image and build the world in his, um, I don't know if that's the right way of saying it, but yeah, to carry image forth um, to the rest of creation. Um, that was the ultimate purpose of man and to be in perfect loving relationship with God as well. But instead mm-hmm. of staying in that relationship, um, man, the first man and woman, Adam and Eve, ran away from God. Um, we wanted to build our own way and didn't want to be in submission to God 
and <clears throat> in our pride, um, yeah, walked away. And that's what we call sin, rejection of God um, and his authority and wanting to build our own. And that sin separated us from God because, as we said, God is completely holy and perfect and just. And for those sins, the natural punishment that was deserved for them is um, eternal wrath of God in hell. Um, and ever since that first sin, that sin has been passed on generation to generation. Um, now, who we are is we are sinners. Um, and that's the state of humanity. But that's just the beginning of the story that God is writing. He was not willing to leave humanity in that state um, and literally came to the earth as a man, Jesus Christ, something that, um, yeah, nobody could even imagine. But God came as a man as we celebrate as Christmas. Well, side note, my favorite holiday is Christmas. Um, wow. That's the incarnation. Um, but yeah, you have Jesus. That's the gospel. Which is, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Um, mm. John 14.3? Yeah. 14.6, um, I said. But yeah, on the uh, lived a perfect life and on the cross died the death that we deserve and took all of the wrath mm. of God in one moment that mm. take um, eternity spent on us but on the infinitely glorious and perfect son of God um, he ate up all of that wrath and gave us his righteousness so that every single person who would believe in him um, would be paid for I think we got some verses to back that up let's go but then um, on the third day he rose again defeating death and as the firstborn from the dead, by eternal life to every single person who would ever believe in him. That's the, there's the gospel. Um, and that's for every single person, like we said. Mm -hmm. um, and God's pursuing um, every tribe, nation, and language. Um, Revelation is very clear that one day we have this promise. Revelation 7, 9 says, um, I looked and there standing before the throne, um, people from every single nation, tribe, language people um, worshiping God saying salvation belongs to our God he's mm -hmm. thrown to the lamb um, so that's that's uh, that's the gospel there you go if there you, you believe, go there it is um, in that and repent of your sins and believe in the gospel turn towards Jesus then you get to be a part of this family um, you get your uh, be in the family of God at his table in honor for the rest of eternity get to be with God um, as as a father so do it if you're listening to this today and uh, that's something that you have not done is given your life to Jesus Christ then you gotta do it today um, not guaranteed tomorrow that's true yeah so, I agree um, a big thing that I want that's really circle it back to what we were talking about the care you know charismatic word of faith prosperity all those terms are kind of the same um you said the gospel and it's always and most importantly it's about god yeah it's not about us and that's a big thing you will hear in the prosperity um, circles yeah. is that you know whatever it is god the gospel jesus dying for your sins is all about you 
you know, I think Victoria Osteen, I think it said, you know, God just wants you to be happy, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, things like that. So I think that's a, just right there, right at the beginning of what you're talking about. It's about God. Mm. You know, that's a very important distinction to what the true gospel is. It's about God. It's not about us. Yeah. It's definitely, he has, I mean, the gospel is about what he has done for us. But more importantly, he did that, and we did not deserve it at all. Hmm. It's just because he loves us. Yeah. Didn't deserve it at all. Isn't that incredible? Yeah. Like, literally, there's nothing that we could ever do to deserve it. Like, we just get... It's literally... It's both too good to be true and too good not to be true. If that makes any sense. (laughs) Kind of. (laughs) A little bit. (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, that's why, just a little tangent, that's why as Christians it's so important to know your testimony, be able to recite it, and know it not only just for other people, but more importantly, you know, be able to know it for yourself. I mean, because that's a very direct way we could see how God has been working on us and to us and changing us is through our testimony and seeing the amazing things of the gospel. But, yes. Yeah, I feel like we've uh, not exactly followed a no mm-mm. script or anything and here. That's what I was planning on anyways. Oh, okay, I got you. You roped me into this. Yes. Well, you roped me and then I roped you. So mutual... Mutual roping, like, you know, quarter three strands is not easily broken. Yes. It's mm. a good one. I don't know what that means. That's just... That's, that sounded mm. Ecclesiastes. Oh, excuse me. But yes, prosperity. The Kenneth Copeland's Jesse Duplantis. Mm. One of my one of my favorites because of that hair dude that he's still rocking. I don't know what the heck that is. Jesse Duplantis. Jesse Duplantis. He was, he's the one that um, he gave counsel to God. He's that guy. Oh, okay. Hmm. Yeah, he's that one. Wait, we I got, got out. God. I got something for you. Yes. One second. Okay. See if I can find it here. Okay. Yeah, Romans chapter uh, 11, verse 33. Actually, side note, one of my favorite passages. Oh, the depth of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable his judgments and how how unscrutable his ways. For who has known the mind of the Lord? Or who has been his counselor? Or who has given a gift to him that he might be repaid? For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be glory forever and ever. Amen. Which is kind of, yeah. That's just kind of saying, hey, you think that you're going to be God's counselor? You're, you're a freaking idiot. <laughs> Who can understand them? The depths. Literally everything are, is from him. Yeah. All the counsel that is in your mind in the first place <laughs> is what he already gave to you. So yeah. you could give him something. Yeah, I think another big part too, going off of uh, the distinctions between the true gospel and the false gospel that's preached, is the uh, dealing and the response. What are you doing? You're on your computer. Are you playing Stronghold Crusade again? Hey, I'm just looking up some of these names. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, is a distinction in response to our sin. Uh, in prosperity gospel, it's pretty rare when they actually talk about your sin and how you're supposed to respond to that and what you're supposed to do with that. It's 
probably just really, really non-existent that they'll ever talk about that. But reading the Bible and knowing what we know from the Word of God, we are all, as Sanders said, you know, sharing the gospel as a good missionary does. We're all sinners and we're born in it. Yep. And there's, you have, I guess, two, you have two paths. You have the narrow path where you have the wide path that you can go down. Wide path. There's many that walk down the wide path. Which basically, as he was saying, you have a decision, a very important decision. That's to repent. Repent is a... I feel like outside of Christianity, that repent, that word is actually not very well known. Yeah, it's not necessarily... Or used. A, uh, Christian word, we have it's some of this Christianese, I guess, language. But repenting is a turning away. It's an active stopping and turning away so when people say repent from your sins that's that act of turning away actively stopping from doing those things breaking god's commandments breaking his laws and asking for forgiveness of those sins having that true conviction that god-given conviction that you are a sinner against god directly or direct rebellion and so that you do need forgiveness. Somebody has to pay that debt that you have occurred against God. Oh, I hear your 1002 alarm going off. Oh, leave a second. Leave uh, a, I can pause it. And we're back. Okay. Got it. I guess the reason why I didn't want to make that quick distinction and talk about the response to sin and repentance, faith, and forgiveness was that um, with prosperity gospel, you know, I will, you know, maybe give someone the benefit of the doubt that they probably think what they're doing is actually loving by not bringing up that stuff. But actually, it is very deceiving, it's misleading, and it's hating them because they're not telling people what is actually going on and that we're on a direct path to, to hell hmm. which is the most unloving thing you can do to somebody to not that would be to tell somebody not to tell somebody that they have a fatal disease just because you don't want to maybe hurt their feelings which the truth and the light is offensive to dishonesty and the darkness yeah they can't cohabitate with each other but if somebody you loved or somebody you knew had a fatal disease and they didn't know it, and you did, you should tell them. Yeah. Yeah, and the reality is even, even more severe than that. We're talking about not just this life and death. We're talking about eternity. Eternity. Yeah, forever. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a very sad thing. And we have, we do, we have the command to call that when we see it. You know, give the truth in love. Be ready to give a defense with gentleness and respect. Yeah, so one thing that maybe, maybe starts to make, for me personally, makes me question 
whether someone or not is, is you know, storing up treasures for themselves in, on earth or in heaven is just plain, plain and simply their, their net worth, you know? Mm, yeah. So, um, I've got here in front of me a uh, list of the uh, 15 richest and most successful preachers in the world. We got and stats. So we, got, we got some stats. Um, I'm not sure quite how accurate this particular site is, but we're just going to pretend that it is. So here we go. Um, bringing in at number one is your very own favorite, Kenneth Copeland. Should we start out with number one? Should we just leave this surprise for later? Um, what do you mean? Should we go like 10 to 1? or one Did you already just read off number 1? Yeah. Well, that's fine. We'll keep going. I'm not going back and cutting through this stuff. Oh. <laughs> wow. You think I put that much effort into this? Okay. Lazy I mean, <laughs> yeah. Okay, here we go. <laughs> number 1, your very own favorite Kenneth Copeland with a net worth of, wait for it, drumroll please. 760 million dollars. Really? That's it. Well, get your numbers up there, Kenneth. Yeah. <laughs> Let's say he's uh, he's doing okay for himself. So yeah, so some of these guys going down the list. Number 2, got your very own Bishop TD Jakes. Uh, number two, really? Yeah, we're number two. Okay. 150 million. The off brand Vody Bauckham. Right. TD Jakes. <laughs> the off brand. <laughs> well, who's the off brand if someone's got more money, you know? Yeah. Uh, number three is David Oidepo. I don't know how to say his last name. He, uh, yeah, I've heard of him, but I'm not for sure where he also is. Also at 150 million dollars. Wow. Yeah. He is, uh, where, where, does he, where does he live at? I don't even know. Looks Probably like not America. Nigeria. Yeah. Um, and number four is Pat Robertson. Okay. Not familiar with him. Got himself 100 million bucks. Okay. Um, so he's, he's doing all right. And then at number five is Benny Hinn. Yep. $42 million. Doing all right. $42 million? Says he's Israeli. I did not know that. Wait, it went from 150 to 42 100, 100. Oh, 142. Okay. Yeah. No, no. 100 million to 42 million. Really? Yeah. Benny Hinn's net worth is only 42 million? That's what this says. Really? I thought it would be way higher. Hmm. Well, hmm. here we are. Hmm. Um, yeah, Joel Osteen says it's 40 million. Yeah, it's. How new is this list? He's got to be way up there. I don't know, man. I don't <laughs> they disagree. <laughs> Different places. Suffice it to say, they've got some money. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's something else. You can go to these people's websites. You can buy merch from them. You can do all this stuff. Uh, yep. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's a good time. But let's see if we got some. I'm, I'm gonna do a little bit of googling here. One second. I just recently saw that Stephen Furtick signed a contract with his church. Nice. For six years, it was like an NBA contract. It was like six years, I want to say $100 million, somewhere around there. It was a ridiculous amount of money. That is quite interesting. So church is now a sports league. Yeah. Hmm. You got to get your... He's, I mean, yeah, this guy's, make as a pastor, making more than a vast majority of athletes. Hmm. World-class American athletes. Hmm. 
which I get if you don't even agree with athletes getting paid that much, but there's a man that's professing that he's preaching the word of God, making that much money. Yeah, well, I couldn't find. Oh wait, hold up. Hold up. Wait, everybody in the dancing. Yeah, never mind. You can stop holding up. I didn't find that. Okay. I was looking for some good quotes. I, uh, some of these prosperity gospel preachers, but I didn't find it. Yes. What I was looking for. Okay. Well. You know, one time, uh, uh, who was it? I think it was. I think it was Benny Hinn. Um, once said that each of the three. I'm trying to remember exactly how he said it. Each of the three of the Trinity is a Trinity in itself. If wow. I can shock you, there are nine of them. Okay. So, um, yeah, you get some pretty uh, pretty fun stuff. Yep. You got nine, the nine head God. Wow, which, um, that's too many. I'm pretty sure is uh, not even close to what you can find in the Bible. No. Yeah, and that's the thing, is that these guys are getting more and more extravagant with how they twist and contort scripture. It's not even, they don't even take it out of context anymore. They're just absolutely making up their own things. Yeah. I guess once you get enough of a following, enough people that trust you, then you can start going off. Yeah. And saying whatever you want. I mean, you have all these, most of these guys, I would say, Verdict and the rest, I mean, claiming that they're God Almighty. Hmm. You know, that's not, and it's not just a one-time thing that they have said these things. It's multiple times reader and some teachings of it. Hmm. So, there we go. Listener, beware. Do your research. Yes. See what's up. Always cross-reference everything with the Bible, with the Word of God. Yeah. And one thing that uh, I found to be very helpful in looking at these things is kind of what we've talked about several times here, but uh, if you're evaluating um, a preacher or, or, or anything, um, really is to ask, ask yourself what's, what's the prize here um, and what is, yeah, what's this gospel about? What's he talking about? Is it ultimately about you and your life or is this about God? Is this elevating yourself mm-hmm. or is this elevating who god is and that's going to be that's going to be a big um, telltale sign uh, in a lot of these the the, the easiest uh, kind of uh, indicator of that i guess mm-hmm. i'd agree if you're hearing any words about this is about you it's a watch out situation right because and ultimately like it's not all not all being debbie downer here because uh yeah, this is what we're talking about here. It's ultimate joy. Um, you can't... That's that's the funny thing about the way that we've been created is we've been created with um, desires and needs for um, joy and, and, and acceptance and, and love that um, will never be fulfilled by just trying to satisfy ourselves. Like that, that we can't possibly mm. be enough to fill them ourselves they're way beyond what we have the capacity to fill and the mm. only the only thing that can fulfill them is the infinite god and that's why with the way we've been created um, it's true and so 
pretty freaking awesome. It's pretty freaking cool. Yeah. Imagine. Imagine literally getting to be completely fulfilled. Everything. For all of eternity. That's pretty dope. That's heaven. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think we just answered about every question anybody had. <clears throat> now we move on to the questions that um, you didn't have and um, you didn't want to be answered. <laughs> Levi, how many times did you poop yesterday? Uh, I think twice. Oh, okay. That's good. That's good. That's a, that's a pretty solid number. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that was a good one. Now what? You had a, it seemed like you had a lot of things you wanted to talk about. Uh, maybe uh, a little bit of your perspective, actually. Um, would love to get just like the, the world the last 300 years. Um, it's pretty incredible that you've, oh. that you've been around, that you've survived okay. this long. Okay. Um, and would love to get kind of mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Your, your thoughts. And yeah, okay. Well, for, for the listeners abroad... For the folks at home, I am sometimes the butt, the lightning rod of old man jokes, which are just a gas for people. They just seem to get a real tickle out of them, and they never get old, despite their their very nature being old jokes. <laughs> Look at that. So, you know. actually, actually, though. Yes. That was like the third thing that ended up bringing us together. The old thing? Yeah. So yeah, that's very true. I mean, it started out with the trees. And the then trees. spinach. Yep. And then come to find out that we both act six times our age. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we definitely both have gotten gruff for our oldness. Mm. Staunchness, yeah. maybe. It was, it was nice to live with you for a while. Because then, all of a sudden, nobody ever made jokes about me being old anymore. <laughs> I and that <laughs> and I love that. If I can be a lightning rod to take it off somebody else, I'm absolutely there for it. Oh man, what a what a bro! I this body was made to just take hits. It wasn't built for speed, athleticism, anything. It was just meant to be punched, thrown, hit. Like my head, I think is thicker than the most. So it's just meant. I was just meant to take a lot of hits. I'm there for it. Gotcha. And I love it. I'd rather be called old than young. You know, if somebody came up to me and said, like, dude, you act like a five-year-old, I'd be like, well, that sucks. I gotta change something. But somebody says, you act 80, I'm like, well, that just means I'm wise. That's true. You know, that's fair. That's fair. So I've learned to love it over the years. Yeah. For the the listeners, you're learning things about your beloved. You're actually being nice. Grouse, your, your host of this great show. One of my love languages is being called an old man. <laughs> That's the seventh love language or whatever. Yes. Yes. But do you actually want to talk about the state of the last few years, maybe? Not 300 years, because I won't be able to talk about 300 years. Sure. Yeah. Let's go for it. Are you talking about the state of the church or? The state of the state. The state of the state. Hmm. Iowa? United States? Let's talk about the state 
of Nebraska. Why? No. <laughs> no. Okay, Iowa then. Okay. I don't. What's wrong with Iowa? There's nothing. Okay, wrong. New York then. I don't want to talk about New York. I've been there twice, three times. No, twice. Yes, I've been there twice. Okay, the world. The world. Well, okay. It's the end times. We're predicting it now. Not really. You heard it here first. Jesus is coming back on September 2nd, 2022. <laughs> Actually, something I heard very interesting. I can't remember. Some pastor said it's absolutely impossible for us to know what the end times are. And he gave biblical evidence because he's going he's gonna to come like a thief in the night. Yes. It, we're, we are, it's impossible for us to predict it. Well, see, now, now that really depends on your definition of the end times. Oh, what, what's, hold on, side note right here. We're just about to enter into, um, like, the, the tough part. So we also do this every night where we oh. pick a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, just for the, the listener to, to, to be aware of, of what's happening here. This is also very much natural. Anyways, what I was saying is that it depends on your definition of the end times, right? Because, yes... We don't know the day or the hour. We don't know exactly when Jesus is coming back. It's going to be like a thief in the night. But he also gives us, you know, sign after sign after sign to know that the time is approaching and to be more aware and to be careful and to watch out because persecutions will be increasing and the one who's concerned to the end will be saved. All this good stuff. True. Very true. So, all that to say that it's not, I wouldn't say it is, a, I think it's 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 a problem if your head is in the clouds and you're thinking about drawing specific conclusions to world events and exactly the timelines of the end times. If that's consuming you, then that's a problem, probably. But I don't think it's wrong to be aware and to be careful and know that he's coming soon yes be honest i don't i haven't really studied i've read the book of revelation but i haven't really studied about much about the end times Hmm. the you know when jesus is coming back i know jesus is coming back i know that for sure because he said it yeah when it's going to be i have no idea I know there are markers and tellers of it, but it's it's another it's never been something I've been extremely concerned about. So I've never really looked into it myself that much. Gotcha. So really I am unknowledgeable on the subject and can offer no sort of rebuttal. Hmm. Me too. Ah. I don't I don't have a lot of knowledge about what people think about specifics. I just am kind of regurgitating the sentiment that Jesus gives in Matthew. That's a perfect way to do it. Just repeat what Jesus said. Well, I didn't repeat it very well. Ah, well. So that's you'll have to you'll have to give me notes on that one. Yeah, put it in the reviews. Okay. Leave a five star review to tell us that we did really bad. Right, and then that's how we really know. Please go through everything that we almost quoted and give us exact verses and exact quotes of what they should have been. Actually, yeah. And then we'll really respect your. One star review. Yeah. That'll be good homework. Some good Bible study. There you go. Find all the scripture that we were supposed to quote. Put it in there. And even the stuff we did quote, put it in there. Boom. And tell us why you think that your Bible version is better. 
Wow. There you go. There you go. Which, by the way, most of the stuff I have memorized is in ESV. ESV! Wherever that. Um, I will say, though, the COVID vaccine is not the mark of the beast. You heard it here second. <laughs> the COVID vaccine may kill you, but it is not the mark of the beast. Yeah, I guess so. Sorry, I got some. Spinach. Sorry, that, that's probably not something you can you cut that part out. Yeah, I'll definitely go through and find that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> I have. I actually did figure out one time how to cut some audio. And you oh. forgot? Let's see. I'll do this. That won't help at all. <laughs> He's making sharp noises so you know where to cut. Yeah, there's little spikes on the audio now, so that'll be like, eh, it might be it. But then there's spikes all over the audio, so I'll have no idea. Let's yeah. see. what. Uh, 48 minutes? All right. I'll probably remember that. See, you know, you know what is... Something that I just realized. <clears throat> hmm. That there's a fan right here. Yeah. And you could, as part of this podcast, have some time of you talking into a fan. That's very true. Dare I say, this is our number one fan. Now, Sander, now, what's our next theological top, topic? They won't hear any of this. This is the... <laughs> they won't hear any of my voice, probably. They'll just hear... That's why you gotta use this mic. Here, trade mics. Here, trade mics. Yep. Four voices get mixed up. All right, there we go. I bet this is definitely working. Sandra, what's our next theological topic? Please proceed with the podcast. Let's uh, talk about. I don't know. You don't know. There's a hundred things we could talk about. We'll name one. <laughs> Switch back we we got to make it balance, you know. I guess it has been balanced so far and yeah. very sporadic. Balance, balancely, sporadically. Oh, here we go. How about this one? Ooh, here we go. Come on. Let's talk about. Let's talk about humor. Okay. Oh, here maybe I'll dim the lights more so it simulates the nighttime. When your right. thoughts really. When it simulates the nighttime, like it actually is nighttime here. Yeah. Oh, by the way. My 10.02 alarm went off. We didn't pray. That's true. I was thinking that we should... Should take, we? Take a prayer pause. Let's do it. I'll explain afterwards what the 10.02... We'll both explain what the okay, 10.02 is. Great. You got it. I got it? Okay. Dear Lord, I want to... First of all, thank you for... Um, my brother in Christ, Noah. Um, just knowing him and our relationship together over little over a year now, it's definitely helped me grow as a man of Christ. And I pray, Lord, that our friendship has helped him as well. Lord, I want to thank you for a place that we get to live in, that we get to you know, worship you freely. Um, and I want to pray for our brothers and sisters of Christ in other places in the world that are being persecuted, you know, physically and fatally and otherwise i'm going to pray for them that they will stay faithful to you and still be pressing into you and pray that you do protect them i pray that your will will be done i want to pray for noah and our other friends hudson 
um, even Gross Nickel, even Lil Mike and others that will be uh, very soon and far out going to overseas lands and countries and sharing the gospel. And I pray, Lord, that they will be able to share the full gospel with people with no fear and do it with love and point people and those people to you, Lord. And I pray that you will be continue working on their hearts, their hardened hearts, break them down and convict them and show them that you are the truth, the way, and the life. I pray that this podcast goes well and that we're not too much goofs and we actually say some of the right things and say some truth. In the name we pray, amen. Amen. Look at that, a 1002 prayer right in the middle of a podcast. Wow, thanks, Todd. That might be the first one ever. Maybe. We're claiming that. Come out of this cornerstone. Let's go. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the 1002 prayer. What is it? Oh, okay. Well, actually, it, I'm not completely familiar with it. It was just kind of thrown. I think I actually only learned about it this little, Well, that's not true. All right, so it's based off Luke 10 Luke 10 Luke 10 Which, Sander, if you got it, you can read it, what that verse is. Luke 10, verse 2. And he said to them, he being Jesus, and them being the disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Amen. So we, um, Salt Company, which is the college ministry at Iowa State and various colleges, it's a Christian college ministry, created the 1002, which is at times of 1002 is a reminder to pray. Um, based off that verse for people that are laborers. Right, right. Exactly what Jesus is asking or telling us to do is to pray that God would send laborers out into the harvest. Mm-hmm. And the harvest is anywhere. It's right where you are always. As Dan the Tree Man would say, your ministry is always right where you are. Dan the Tree Man. Cracked. Oh, man. <laughs> Absolutely cracked, my God. Deacon Dan the Tree Man. You know how awkward I felt when he came in the door <laughs> the other day and I said, hey, is that Dan the Tree Man? And he just like stone-faced. I got nothing. Oh, yeah. No, he's... Walk away. Yep. No, he... So, I am my father's son, so he is very unfriendly and just very intimidating to people that he doesn't know, he has, it takes a while. And then once he knows, all right, this guy's, this guy's a brother that I can trust. Then he's like the goofiest little dude in the world. Not little, he's ginormous, but he's just like the goofiest dude. He loves to like joke around. Like he'll absolutely just flip a switch, but he has to like, he has to know and trust you first. And then he's, then he'll loosen up and then he loosens up big time. I would love to get there. Yeah. It took me 24 years to get there. Wow. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, he's With a good dude. father. Yeah. No, he's tough, man. All right. He's a tough, he's a tough dude. Okay. Um, anyway. But yeah, anyways, I mean, one thing I did want to just kind of clarify uh, is that about, about the harvest and praying for the harvest 
Um, like I said, it's, it's anywhere. It's everywhere. Um, is the harvest field. And it's, it's us. Um, and I think a lot of times, um, especially as Americans, we get this, not maybe not consciously, but just this thought that it's kind of, we're the ones that have it all and we have it to give. Um, and sometimes get the thought that even as American Christians, that if we're going to other um, nations to bring the gospel, then um, it's all like we have something to give. And that, that's actually um, not it at all. Um, it's it's the gospel. It is like, it's, it's an incredible miracle that I'm here in the United States that God got the gospel from the middle of the Middle East where it started to get to me. And that's pretty incredible. And now he's taking it um, through Americans and through Koreans especially and plenty of other um, places in the world to other countries around the world. Just a, It's a worldwide global mission to get um, the places that are unreached, get the gospel there. Um, so just a little like side note of of clarifying that, that this is is so far, so much bigger and beyond even um, us here in, in little old Iowa. Um, yeah, absolutely. I've, ever since I learned about that, I think you were the one that told me about that, about Korea, about South Korea being such a heavily Christian country. Mm-hmm. It's Now I would really love to go a TDY or deployment there. Yeah. I'd love to experience that, what it's kind of like. I'll, I'll be honest, I think, I think that'd be something else, because they do it differently. Is it? Would you say Korea, South Korea, is more of a Christian country than any country in Europe right now? I think that would depend on how you define Christian. Well, let's, that's a good question. Because, <laughs> um, hmm. yeah. Yes, that's a great question. How would you define that? I'm not really for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I guess probably the simplest way would just go would be to go off people that um, that that would mark themselves as a Christian in a survey. Yeah. And for that purpose, I think yeah, South Korea would be pretty close to the top of the list percentage-wise. Wow. Also, listener, please look that up. Yeah, there you go. There's Leave another that in your one-star review when I'm wrong. That's another piece of homework you can do. Just checking the audio here, see if I got it right. Probably not. I'll probably just recorded this for an hour and. Oh, I'm sure I messed up on a lot of things. Probably yeah, my mic hear. is like peaking right now, and for yours is probably not. Can't hear anything that we said the entire hour. That would be incredible if that did happen. That'd be pretty funny. <laughs> It was beneficial for us. Any other shout-outs you want to give? Shout-outs? Um, this, this is a segment where we transition into closing thoughts. Oh, okay. You're closing it up. Oh, I don't know. This is your podcast time. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, hey, you're the host. towards my bedtime is all I'm saying. Oh, yeah, that's true. What time is it? Ten? Well, it's 10.40. This is the segment. <clears throat> Actually, let's switch mics again. I want to do with okay, that cool. one. That scene was a little bit more. <clears throat> Although this one is more epic. It does have the cool LED light on the bottom. It does. 
This is a segment that we transition to closing thoughts with Sander and Browse. Closing thoughts. Closing thoughts. When doors close, you can almost tell every time who is going through that door. If it is a creaky enough door. Which fun fact, the door to our bedroom is beyond creaky enough. Oh, don't even, don't even remind me. You know what, I don't think it's actually the, the audios I had messed up. I think you're just such a soft talker that it wasn't really showing up on the thing. I'm just such a loud mouth that it's really showing up on the audio. Oh, that's my bad. Oh, gonna not talk to you there. Well, should we talk about, you said humor, you brought up humor at one point. Should we talk oh, about Oh, we never something? went there, did we? No, we didn't. We're not very funny. Actually, I think you want to turn that mic around. I think it'll be better. Yeah, if you face it more like... Well, that not the... Just, like, hold it like that. Hold it like this? Oh, yeah, like, the, like, like the guys do in the the, the, the boxing epic I don't, guy. You know what I'm talking about. And now, get ready the rumble! Yeah, that guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's yeah. fun. Okay. Um, Let's be funny now. Let's try to be funny. I mean, I was going to talk about why you shouldn't be funny from the pulpit, but that's... I actually, I would love to talk about that. Do we have time to talk about that? I have all the time in the world. This is up to you. I feel like this podcast is going to be very excessive and nobody's going to listen to it because they're going to look at it and say, oh, two hours. That is overwhelming. Yes, Not today. Absolutely. Let it happen. Somebody will listen to that. Break it up if you need to. Oh, oh watch out, kids. He's breaking out his soul winner. Bringing out the Charles Spurgeon. Now, I will give a shout-out right here to this. Uh, Charles Haddon Spurgeon. Uh, Hend? Wait, what is his middle name? Haddon. H-A-D-E-N. Haddon. Haddon. What a weird... Okay. Nicknamed the Prince of Preachers. He wrote this book called The Soul Winner, How to Lead Sinners to the Savior. He wrote this uh, to his students at the time, but this is a book that is for... Any Christian, if any Christian, as we're commanded to share the gospel with somebody, this is for you. Cool. So, I was going to look up something. Yeah, it's a banger. It's going to take me a while. So, because he does talk about making jokes from the pulpit and preaching. Gotcha. So, I thought that would be very interesting to talk about. Okay, I'll just share my thoughts while you're looking that up. Yeah, go ahead. Great. Great. So, this also disclaimer, I don't know what I'm talking about. So, I'm just going (laughs) to blurt out Noah thoughts here. If you're you're preaching and you feel like you need to keep a crowd's attention by by making jokes um, and being humorous, maybe sometimes that is like helpful to keep attention, maybe. But if that's a replacement, if that's like why people are coming is because it's nice to hear, then you've got you've got a problem because the ultimate like the purpose of preaching um, is to point to God. And that's, that's a really weighty thing to deal with. God is, we said, infinitely holy and, and mighty. And if we're making, I, I think there are places for jokes, but not to make, not to make heavy things light, I guess, if that, yeah, because, yeah, again, if you're, I said, yeah, like 40 times mm-hmm. in a row, that's helpful. Awesome. We all have our quirks. And- we do. Ticks. And now I'm going self-conscious about it. Well, that's okay. If it's something you need to work on, we can start a session. A session. A session, okay. Linguistics yes. with Levi Ross. I'm making references from 20 years ago, but go ahead. Oh, your glory days. <laughs> Where was I? I was talking about 
yes, jokes from from the pulpit. So if if that's something that you're using um, to make your preaching more palatable or more light, that's I, I think that's that's a problem because there are very weighty truths that we have to handle here. And there's a difference between laughter because something is just made a joke of and laughter because there's actually a deep joy inside, which I think a lot of people don't even have the capacity or don't even have the, the, the language for to understand. Um, if you're not a believer that there's this level of joy that comes from knowing who God is and worshiping him and himself and his glory that is not meant to be made light of, and there can be more laughter. So those are just my word vomit thoughts about preaching from stage that it's, or, or jokes from the pulpit. I think there's a place, but it shouldn't be to make <clears throat> heavy things light. Yes. Or to produce silliness. I agree. So that's, I'm going to read just a little, quick little excerpt from the soul winner uh, from Charles Spurgeon. He actually, when I was reading this, he had some interesting things to say about it. Because I, I believe he did earlier in this book address making jokes from the pulpit, but then he goes back to it when he's talking about seriousness of manner. Most of us, however, are far, far more inclined to laughter, which works good like medicine. Uh, Proverbs 17.22, a joyful heart is good medicine, but a broken spirit dries up the bones. We all need cheerfulness if we are to comfort and lift up those who, who are cast down. However, God won't use us to bring many souls to Christ if we are full of light-hearted flippancy, which characterizes some men. I thought that was actually kind of interesting, because I thought, you know, being the very kind of... Uh, being called a prince of preachers, a very, not fire and brimstone preacher, but a very, you know, kind of just hardcore guy. I thought he'd be like, no, no jokes. But mm-hmm. he kind of understood as a, the role of a pastor. As we we would agree that from the pulpit, and he would say this too, uh, j- jokes are not needed from the pulpit. But mm-hmm. a pastor does need to be pastoral to his flock and shepherd and be able to as he says, uh, bring them cheer if they're cast down to be able to care for people. Now, if, you know, and I think some pastors will use jokes, and I thought about this one day, um, they might do it because, you know, especially early on in their pastoral days, they might be just uncomfortable speaking in that, in front of that many people about very serious matters. Sure. You know, for my baptism this last May and for public speeches in general throughout school, I always try to do some sort of joke because that usually lightens yourself up in the crowd. You know, you get like a little laugh. You're like, all right, things are going to be okay. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I think too many pastors probably just get stuck there. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, everybody likes to make people laugh. Yeah. But... From the pulpit, yeah, it's it's always bothersome and sad to see, especially when a very awesome, serious point is made about Scripture or God or whatever it is, and then it's absolutely just undercut with some really just lame, corny joke that does not need to be there. Right, right. Yeah. And 
that's the worst. And usually on Sundays, I don't even really like even with my hometown pastor. You know, most he he does a good job not making the jokes, but sometimes he'll make people laugh by not even trying because he kind of he's just a goof sometimes. Yeah. And uh, but even in times like those, like I just I'm I'm not even in the mood for laughing. You know, like I think, and I told my father this. Uh, you know, outside of church, you know, whatever happened, that probably would make me laugh. Mm-hmm. But on Sunday mornings, you know, I don't, I'm not in that mood. I'm not looking for that. I'm not looking for laughter or, you know, having a good time or, you know, to be funny or, you know, have right. laugh. So I'm not, I just don't find it funny. I'm not offended by it, I guess, but it doesn't make me laugh as it usually would. Sure. True. Yeah, and I think there's a there's probably something to be careful about there too. Um, in that there's there's probably there's a lot of that that is a matter of taste, um, yeah. and a matter of of where that is because different um, ways of communicating can come off different ways to different people. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's there is a place I think for um, for things that are just in and of themselves naturally funny to be talked about. Um, sure. or, or, or let, let have their, their due, um, from the pulpit even. Um, but again, that's like, that shouldn't be like we're, we're saying over and over again. Like if that is undercutting what is truly trying to be come across there, um, then there's probably an issue and, it, and yeah, which is again, not to say that preaching has to be um, down and, and moody all the time. Like that that's not the goal that we're talking about. We're talking about right. Even um, Spurgeon addresses convicting and we're talking about yes. um, yeah, and actually like turning our eyes to worship what we sh- what is <clears throat> a, the right place to put our true laughter and happiness and joy in and that what what should be those jokes that come through should be flowing out of that heart of joy in God after that, if that makes sense. I agree. And a little addendum to what has been said. Uh, Jesus, when he talked, he definitely used some very stark and um, obvious sarcasm when he talked to the Pharisees and otherwise. Mm-hmm. He definitely did that. Um, wasn't looking for laughs, but I know some pastors will definitely, you know, perhaps use sarcasm in their sermons to, you know, maybe make a point or be hyperbolic where Jesus was hyperbolic at times. Um, And maybe in those moments where the pastor's making it or doing those things um, to drive a point home or something like that, it could come off as a little bit funny. Mm-hmm. You know, and maybe they weren't even meaning it for to be funny. You know, that's not always on the pastor. I will say that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, in your local church, wherever you're attending, if you actually think it is, you know, maybe a problem or it's something that you're seeing, go talk to them. You know, right. as Todd Friel would say, when you're already buying them lunch that week, that you usually do, go talk to them about it. You know, Todd Friel, Todd you Friel. man, he likes to make jokes. Mm. He does like to make jokes, so we'll leave that leave that there. 
Anyways. Well, that's all right. Wretched Radio. Uh, okay. Radio. This is Wretched Radio. This is Wretched Radio. <laughs> Jimmy, can you read off the mailbag? The wretch the song refers to. The wretch the song refers to. That's the best Todd Friel impersonation you'll ever hear. For the zero people that know Todd Friel listening to this. Oh, I bet most of them know and know you. Try to say, hey, listen to Todd Friel. They're like, nah. <laughs> Dude, you're not coming through at all. No, I am. Look at me right there. I think this mic might be just a little bit quieter, maybe. If I really start talking, then see. Then it starts coming through. Okay. This I'll, mic I'll... is a little bit just higher quality, maybe. Maybe I should not carry this one so close to my face. Yeah, whatever you can decide. But yes. It, and I think humor... Uh, can also be used as a tactic to catch people's attention. Mm-hmm. You know, Spurgeon. You know, Spurgeon talks about some things that surprised me about things he would address. Where he, in one of his uh, chapters, he talks about like, don't make it boring. You know, you have to when you're preaching, you have to kind of catch people's attention. Now, how you do that, you have to be careful with. You have to be biblical about it. Right. But he, I think he may even said, correct me if I'm wrong, but he, sometimes you can use humor to catch people's attention. Hmm. It's just, I think, as we we're saying, we use discretion and just know how you're using it and what your motivations are. Hmm. Got you. Do you concur? I concur. Okay. I got a question. Yes. For you, switching off of this topic um people clicking on this podcast wanting to listen seeing the the title Mm -hmm. what do you think that they're waiting to hear what do you think they want to hear from us from the critics or the real artists yeah they're probably well based off our last episodes where we talked about movies and tv shows actors and actresses they're probably expecting that Mm -hmm. but then i'll put the title as something like the gospel Something else, something else, and something else featuring Sander. Oh, know. great. Featuring me. Yeah. Sweet. And then they'll be like, oh, well, this is odd. Yeah. This is not at all. This isn't a movie. Hmm. So. But if you want to plug a movie, go for it. Okay. Uh, plug a movie? Yeah. I actually haven't watched a movie in a while. Hmm. Oh, American Gospel. There you go. How about that? Some very high quality actors um, that you may have heard of. Such as Phil Johnson. Phil Johnson, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, um, I haven't finished the second one, American Gospel, Christ Crucified, but that one's very good. Both of them, American Gospel and American Gospel, Christ Crucified, are very excellent. I recommend them to anybody. Hmm. They're, uh, and not for the same reasons he recommends other video movies. Yes. For important reasons. This, these two, especially the first American Gospel really addresses what we talked about with the prosperity preaching and false false gospel. Both of them do that. I would say the first one heavily focuses on that. Yeah. So if you want actual pastors, theologians, doctors. It'd be incredibly more efficient than listening to this two-hour podcast. Absolutely. You're going to get way better insight. 
But unfortunately, you had to wait till the end of this podcast to get that that's recommendation. That's a good podcast. <laughs> wow, look at that. I was actually, I was really planning on mentioning those two movies way earlier, but then I completely forgot. And then by you saying movies, what do you recommend? So look at that. There you go. Here. It's, it's like a YouTube More video that you've been waiting. It's like 15 minutes long, and actually the information you need is the last 30 seconds. Exactly. Yeah. I'm just learning from the best. Hmm. Well, well, hmm. I guess this is it, huh? We're probably winding down at this point. I guess we are. Maybe we should probably finish it with a joke. Seems appropriate. Um. Hmm. Why did the uh, bicycle fall over? So, Levi saw this joke on a calendar today. Just, just, just pointing that out that that's 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 the the depths that we've we've dug down deep to. If if you as a listener know the answer to this joke, please shout it out in your car now. Um, the bicycle fell over because it was too tired. Oh. <clears throat> and that was bottom and R. Shout out to Menards, please sponsor us. Well, for Noah Sander, I'm Levi Rouse. And I'm Noah Sander, and remember our sponsor is going to be the Little Salad Bar from Aldi. Aldi. Yeah, please. Thank all right, you. thanks for listening. God bless all of you. Have a spectacular night, and hope to party with you for the rest of eternity. And go serve your Lord. <laughs>